This is Ministry Bits, episode 006, Moving to a Mac. Ministry Bits episode 006 was recorded February 24th, 2014. Show notes for this episode can be found at chadl.co slash mbits slash 006. Be sure to email me with comments or questions directly at chad.landman at gmail.com. You can also follow Ministry Bits on Twitter, twitter.com slash ministrybits. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ministrybits. And last but not least, you can... Also, listen to us on the AIM Network at on the AIM Network at aimthenetwork.com or on the Adventures in Ministry app on the App Store. Well, good morning, afternoon, or evening. You may delete as appropriate. As always, wherever, however you're listening, we thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Ministry Bits. And um, today we're going to be talking about moving to a Mac. And um, don't don't shut the episode off altogether if you're a diehard PC user. Hear me out, okay? We're going to be talking about several things. A little um, cleanup uh, and kind of uh, announcements to get out of the way from the last episode. Last episode, I got a retraction. Um I gave you the wrong. I was so excited to have Jerry Elder on uh, last last week that I gave the wrong episode number. Uh, I was an episode behind on my episode number. I called it episode 004, and it was actually episode 005 after listening to it afterwards. Uh, I gave you the wrong episode number, so I apologize about that. But this is episode 6, and um, it's moving to a Mac. And we were glad to have Jerry on the show last week. It was a, a fantastic uh, discussion about perspective in youth ministry. If you haven't listened to that, go ahead and uh, download that to your favorite podcatcher and uh, listen online. And you can also subscribe on iTunes. Just don't forget about that. And um, like us on Facebook and Twitter and and, and like us on the AIM app. Go, go uh, get the Adventures in Ministry app and you can listen to us on there as well. But I believe March, March 1st, you'll be able to start doing that. So we really appreciate all listeners. We've had a very, very good reaction uh, to the show so far. Only six episodes in and um, something around the lines of 160 to 180 regular listeners already. So that's fantastic. Uh, that's 160 to 180 more people than I thought would actually listen to this podcast. So really, really thankful for you, the listeners. Really, really thankful for your comments and your suggestions and your emails that you've been sending. Uh, really uh, thankful for you uh, just getting info. Uh, this is this uh, this podcast is all about just getting info out there for ministers, youth ministers, church workers uh, to use in ministries to help um, to help better the kingdom of God, to help uh, further the kingdom of God, and that's the whole purpose. And I, I wanted you to know something before we start talking about moving to a Mac today. I wanted you to know something as a minister and as a youth minister. I pray for you every single morning. I'll go into my office early in the morning, hopefully when nobody's uh, there yet, and I can close my door and I can I, I can have a few moments of prayer time. And on my prayer list at the at one of the very top spots there is all the ministers and youth ministers that are uh, not just listening, but all the ministers and youth ministers that I know that are working, uh, that are 
trying every single day to bring the message of God to everyone. And I really appreciate you, and I really appreciate what you're doing. And this podcast is just for you, and it's about um, how you can use technology to uh, make your ministry easier, uh, make your ministry better, uh, and make God's Word just come alive. So that that's really what the whole purpose of this podcast is. So, moving to a Mac. Why would someone with a perfectly good PC move to a Mac? That is the question, I guess. Um, in my opinion, and, and, and don't take any of these absolute things as, as an opinions, but in my opinion, for creative types, um, and I think as ministers as, and youth ministers are creative types, I think for, for, for creative types, Macs are the best by far. And I think that the programs and the applications that are available on Macs, not to mention the ones that come with the Mac, I'm going to talk all about those later on here in the show. I think that it's um, they're the best by far. And that's my opinion. I've been a Mac user for 11 years now. I've never regularly used a PC uh, for anything in the past 11 years. And I work in ministry. And before that, I was in college. I stopped using Microsoft Word in 2008 when I graduated college. I've never touched it again. Never even bothered buying Office for my Mac. Um, and we're going to talk about that more as well, because I know that's a deal with a lot of people. But I've never had the need or felt the need to go back to a PC. And it's not because I'm some... Apple fanboy, and it's not because I'm some, well, I am an Apple fanboy, but it's not because of that. It's, it's because I really think that they are superior machines. They're more reliable, in my opinion. Uh, they're less susceptible to viruses. That's not an opinion. That's a fact. Um, just look at the statistics. And for creative types, for movie makers and graphic designers, um, both of which I do, both of those, I think they're great machines. So why would you move? Uh, I think that you would move because I think it's the best tool that you can use for your ministry. Um, I think it's um, one of the best things that you can use to make a, a bigger impact on your ministry, to make things look better, to make your graphics look better, to make your movies look better, to make your stuff just look better and more pleasing. And in turn, that will impact people um, to come to worship, to come to church, to be to come to events, and uh, in turn, that will make people closer to God. And I think that's the whole purpose of all this. Um, you cannot argue this fact. You, can, you maybe can argue a lot of different facts about uh, applications and programs available and the, and the reliability and the virus. You may be able to argue those facts uh, against a Mac, but their hardware design is unmatched, and you cannot argue with that. Uh, Macs are the best looking best designed computers on the market uh their os design their their operating system design is by i think it's it's superior to windows in every way especially with windows 8 i won't get to talking much about windows 8 but i just will say it's kind of a sidebar there's lots of people that disagree with they, they don't like windows 8 at all and these are people that have been hardcore windows users for years and years and years I've read and there's rumors um, that they will be going back 
Microsoft will to a more traditional Windows type uh, of setup instead of the Windows 8 Metro UI style kind of thing, but whatever. But this is a really great time to move to a Mac because Windows is kind of in a bad spot right now. And I'm not a Windows hater. I actually really, really like Windows 8. Um, but a lot of people don't. And it doesn't really work all that well. And people cannot grasp how to do different things on it. And it's, and it's radical, for sure. And that's kind of why I like it. But uh, then again, I'm not a user of Windows, and I don't use it every day. I imagine if I used it every day, I'd have a lot different opinion about it. Uh, but you cannot argue against Mac design, uh, the design of a Mac, a Mac, both their desktops and laptops, uh, down to the iPhone and iPad. You cannot argue that it is the best designed products out there. Um, in my experience, and this is not my opinion, this is my experience over 11, almost 12 years using a Mac, that they are more reliable uh, than PCs. And now, granted, it's been 11 years since I used a PC, so PCs may be much more reliable these days. But back in the early 2000s, 2001, 2002, I was still using a Dell. I was using a Dell uh, laptop. I had a compact laptop before that, and I had about three laptops between 1999 and 2003. I had about three laptops. Uh, since then, I have had four Macs three of which are still active and people are using them and working. For example, um, I had a Mac Mini. My, my first Mac was a Mac Mini. And it was a wonderful little computer, very inexpensive. If you want to dive into Mac, uh, get a Mac Mini. Mac Minis are $599. They're super powerful machines. I hear there's probably an update to the Mac Mini coming soon, so they'll upgrade the processor and speed and all this other stuff. It's a great entry-level Mac. If you just want to dip your feet into to a Mac, uh, it's bring your own keyboard and mouse and, and monitor, and you can just plug your little, it's a tiny little uh, little tower, little almost looks like a port how big a portable CD player would be back in the day. And uh, it's a great little Mac. But I had a Mac Mini, and that was my first computer, and I got it in 2004, and it sat in my dorm room. I, I used it all through college. Um, right before I got married, my wife and I purchased my first official brand new Mac. And that was a um, titanium MacBook Pro. It came out, it was the last MacBook Pros before the unibodies. The uni, they call it the unibody structure now. This one had a, a few screws on it and different things. And it was, the, it was the titanium PowerBook G4 is what it was. And it was, I'm sorry, it wasn't a PowerBook. It was, a, it was the first one of the first MacBook Pros. So I got it in 2008. And that computer right now is over six years old. I... The screen, I dropped it way too many times and put some too much weight on it, and the LCD screen was not working. The computer still worked fantastic, but the LCD screen wasn't working all that well. I sold it to Daniel Howell. Some of y'all know who Daniel Howell is. I, I sold it to Daniel Howell, and now he's using it as, a, uh, as his kind of a, a secondary laptop. He loves it. I sold it to him pretty cheap, and, and he just loves it. He's using it right now, six years later. Uh, in 2011, I bought a, uh, actually the church here bought me a new MacBook Pro, one of the unibody MacBook Pros. It was a late 2010 model MacBook Pro. Um, I got it for just under $1,000. 
and it was fantastic. It was a fantastic machine to use. I was able to run everything that I wanted to from Photoshop to Final Cut Pro to uh, iMovie to all those graphic intensive, movie intensive applications. I was able to run all those and it was, it was fantastic. Um, and then I bought a recently, the last three to four months, I bought a Retina MacBook Pro um, because I wanted the Retina screen and I wanted an updated computer. My wife uh, got handed down my old MacBook Pro. She loves it, uses it every day. Uh, she doesn't use it for the graphic intensive things that I do, but she does watch high definition video. Uh, she does uh, film de high definition video on her uh, iPhone 5S and uh, imports it into iPhoto and is able to view it and edit it and put it on YouTube or Facebook or anything like that. And uh, it works fantastic for her, and it's a four-year-old computer. Um, how many four-year-old PCs, or even six-year-old PCs, can you say that? Um, never, and I, I'm going to, here we go, knock on some wood here, ready? I'm going to knock on some wood here, but never have I had uh, a problem with a virus or spyware on my computers, my Macs. Never. Um, is that because they're completely immune? You hear Mac, you hear the, the whole phrase, Macs don't get viruses. Yeah, they do. They, they really do. In fact, there's been several exploits and Trojans in here in the last few years that have really affected a couple of different Macs because people just don't run. I've never run antivirus software and I'm knocking on wood again, but I've never run antivirus software. I've never had a problem. And it's the simple fact of, if you look at the metrics, Macs do not make up the majority of computers. They make up anywhere from 12 to 14% of computers in the world. So for every computer, there's one and a half Macs running. That 12 to 14% of the world is running Macs. The rest are running Windows, and then you've got the one percenters who are running Linux and Ubuntu and all those, or Ubuntu or however you pronounce it. So Macs can still get viruses, and you may well get a virus if you click on dumb stuff, right? But... Uh, at the same time, I've been very cautious and, and I haven't clicked on weird stuff or opened weird emails and downloaded weird attachments and I haven't had any problem with that. So, But if you compare machines, uh, if you compare machines, uh, if you take one of the top of the line, you talk, talk about cost. One of the major things that people talk about is, oh, well, Macs cost too much. Okay, well, let's do a little comparison. Okay, if you take the middle of the line MacBook Pro. Uh, retina screen, retina screen, high, high, super high resolution screen, which is fantastic for, and I'll talk about that later, but it's fantastic for writers, for people working in a lot of text like us ministers do, writing sermons and classes and different things like that. Not to mention stuff just looks amazing on it anyway, but text really looks great on a retina screen. If you like the retina screen on your iPad or iPad mini, or even on your phone, uh, you'll love a retina screen on your, on your MacBook. It's tremendous. Um, but if you take a middle-of-the-line MacBook Pro, 15-inch MacBook Pro, it's going to come with 8 gigabytes of RAM, which is pretty standard nowadays. And uh, it's going to come with a 2.4 gigahertz processor, which is also pretty standard. And you look at the top-of-the-line, uh, maybe not top-of-the-line, but middle-line Lenovo. I, I consider Lenovo to be very well-designed PC computers. You're going to spend $950 on a Lenovo uh, with the same specs, the same amount of RAM, the same processor speed. 
you're going to spend, you might spend, I think the starting price, price is $1,199 for a Retina MacBook, or $1,299, excuse me, for a Retina MacBook Pro. So you're talking about two to $300 more. Now, what you have to think about is how long are you going to keep the Mac versus how long are you going to, is that PC going to keep going? How long is that PC going to keep going before it crashes? Or before you have to reinstall the operating system? By the way, I've never reinstalled an operating system, ever. Uh, I've only done updates on the operating system itself. So uh, you have to weigh the consequences here. Are you going to pay a couple hundred bucks more for a much better designed machine with way better software to basic software that comes with it? We're going to talk about the iWork and i life suites that come automatically on Macs for free here in just a few minutes. But are you going to spend all that money and then not get all the great things that go with it? There's a lot of fragmentation in, in the PC market. I, if you look at the PC market versus the Mac market, and then you look at iPads and iPhones versus the Android market, and I have nothing against Android. I love Android. We're actually going to talk to Terry Gillum soon about how he uses Android and PCs to do his work in his ministry. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that conversation. But Android is kind of like the PCs. Android has a ton of different phones, a ton of different screen sizes, ton of different formats, ton of different manufacturers making those phones. And it's the same thing with PCs. You've got a ton of different PC manufacturers making a ton of different sizes and formats and different things for those PCs, and they're all using Windows. So you're going to get some fragmentation there. You're going to get you're not going to get as good a customer service as you would buying a computer from Apple, who makes one operating system, excuse me, one operating system, one uh, type of computer. Basically, they have MacBooks, MacBook Pros, uh, MacBook Airs, and then their Mac desktops. They all run the same operating system, and they're all made of the same kind of components. So what are you going to do with that? Um, one thing I like about being a Mac, if you're, if you're an iPad or iPhone user, there's some pretty seamless integration that you can get um, with iPhones and iPads. Uh, you plug up an iPhone or an iPad to a Mac, and it's a little bit of a different experience than you plug it up to a PC. Because you will have uh, iPhoto open up for you, and it automatically imports your photos if you want to. You can have lots of different things uh, happen. You can open your uh, iTunes, and you can seamlessly drag stuff back and forth between iTunes and all these different things. You don't have that experience on Windows. So you have more of a reason to move to a Mac if you're already an iOS uh, user with an iPhone or an iPad. Um, nearly every option or format that's available on a PC is available on a, on a Mac. Now, I will go over some of the ones here in just a few minutes that are not available on the Mac. For instance, talk about, let's talk about the Office problem, uh, Microsoft Office. Lots of people argue that this is a deal breaker. Um, they say, I can't use Office, I can't, so I can't use a Mac. And that's not true, actually, anymore. Uh, for one, you have two different options on that. One, you can purchase Office for Mac. I think the current version is 2011. Granted, that's three years old, but it still gives you the integration with Office. It still gives you PowerPoint, Excel, um, and it gives you those, those, that suite to work with. Now, if you want to pay a couple hundred dollars or whatever it is, 139 or 129 however much it is, to get Office, then that's fine. Um, your other second option is to use the Apple equivalent programs or applications. Pages, Numbers, and Keynote. And Pages, Numbers, and Keynote are 
very, very good equivalent applications, with the exception, I would say, and I'm just trying to be honest with you, on numbers. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. But Pages and Keynote are the equivalent for Word and PowerPoint. You can export through Pages and Keynote directly to Word and PowerPoint formats. Uh, it will even give you the option of exporting to different formats. For instance, Word has that weird DocX format. You can export from Pages to DocX format if you would like. And as long as the fonts are the same and everything, I've had no problems uh, doing documents on my computer and opening them up on the PC here at, um, at the church and putting like some stuff into a bulletin or something like that. So that's really not an, an, an excuse. Um, you cannot say I can't use Office anymore, so I can't use a Mac. That's really not an excuse. You can use those um, programs that are available. And by the way, anytime you purchase an iPhone or an iPad or I even believe a new Mac, I believe Pages, Numbers, and Keynote now are absolutely free. They used to be 20 bucks a piece. Uh, now they are free. So you get those applications. These are powerful applications. Uh, Pages offers really great design and word processing. A lot of, a, a ton of the same options that Microsoft Word does. It's a simpler interface, in my opinion. Uh, Keynote is, is much, much, much better than PowerPoint, in my opinion. Uh, PowerPoint seems kind of sluggish and slow sometimes and looks a little dated, but Keynote looks very modern. It's very fluid. It, it allows you to add graphics seamlessly. I, I really, really like it. Um, so those are some advantages. So let's go over advantages and disadvantages of getting a Mac, moving to a Mac from a PC. Um, I would say that one of your, your basic advantages, and we've talked about it before, is your superior design. Uh, I, I love the design of Macs. I'd say ease of use uh, is, is really great as well. If you're a, a long-time Windows user, uh, coming to a Mac may be very unnerving and daunting for you. In fact, you may just get frustrated and want to give up on it after a day or so of using a Mac because it is a, a, a tad bit different. Um, and it's not different so much as it would be using a Windows computer. It's really not, it's really not as different as you might think. Um, stuff is in different positions. They categorize stuff a different way, but you have the same basic computer structure that you would through OS X. They, they call it OS 10 actually, uh, on a Mac versus Windows 7 or 8 on a PC. Um, Apple has great customer services. I, you know, I mentioned one, one manufacturer. Anytime you've got one manufacturer making one type of computer, uh, they're going to be able to address a lot more issues. You know, you can walk into an Apple, any Apple store with your Mac in your hand and ask a, an Apple genius, hey, what, what is this? What's going on? What's, what's the matter with this? Uh, you can set up an appointment to talk with them. And if you're under warranty, they, they will really take care of you. You can buy something called Apple Care. I've never recommended extended warranties for things. But you can buy something called Apple Care, and that gives you three years of service and customer great customer service, and they will replace that Mac uh, for free if you if anything happens to it. So, really great um, ways that they use customer service there in the Mac side of things. There's a very short learning curve to learning OS 10. Uh, there's there's a, a few things that are different. For, for the most part, it's a computer operating system. It's the same. You've got a desktop. You've got a, a finder that, that lets you navigate through your files. You've got something really cool at the bottom called the dock that you can put applications into. It's just like your Windows taskbar, uh, easy access to your applications. Uh, you don't X out of applications in the Mac. You quit them. 
And that's kind of strange concept for some people to realize, but uh, you quit applications and you ha and they run, they still run until you tell them to quit. Um, like I said, you can use the Word and PowerPoint equivalents. Uh, the And we'll talk about, when we get to the disadvantages, we'll talk about Excel and comparing it to numbers here in just a second. And like I said, integration with the iPhone and iPad, uh, you can't beat it. Um, there's great built-in software. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on this because I'd love for you to check out some of the links in the show notes and go look at these applications that you can use that are built into your Mac. Uh, when you buy it, they will add, one of the first questions your computer will ask you is say, would you like to download iPhoto and iMovie and GarageBand and all these other different applications that just come on Macs uh, and they're standard. Uh, iBooks is another one that's really popular. You can read books, um, eBooks on your computer screen iPhoto is photo management software, going back to that. It's really great. You can edit photos. You can export them to Facebook or YouTube or Twitter or anything like that. You can make slideshows. I make all of my slideshows in iPhoto. It's actually a very powerful slideshow-making uh, application. And slideshows, are, are we do those at the uh, at youth events. We do them for summer camps. We do them for the, the uh, high school seniors graduating. Everything. It's just a really, really great thing uh, to do. And to use. I love the software. iMovie is a fantastic movie editing program. It's easy. They've got templates that you can use. Uh, they got little graphics. You can put uh, words up on the screens and stuff and captions on the screen and, and titles and everything like that. They make it so easy. And with, with a few, a week or two of, of fiddling around with an iMovie, you'll be able to make professional looking movies uh, for your youth group, for your uh, church group, for anything like that. GarageBand is a sound editing application. I actually use GarageBand to edit this very podcast. Uh, they have really great um, things that go on in the background with GarageBand when you export it. Like they level out all the different things and they all the different sounds and stuff and make everything sound consistent. This podcast sounds, you got to admit, it sounds pretty good and part of it's due to GarageBand. The other part of it is the equipment that I use to record with. I have a pretty decent mic and uh, setup here that we use um, here at the church to record our radio broadcasts and stuff. But that, that great built-in software is very, very hard to beat. And then uh, the last advantage I have down here is the virus susceptibility is low. Uh, you're, you're not going to get a virus on a Mac unless you try to get one, unless you're dabbling in some, uh, uh, some weird stuff and opening some weird emails and attachments and downloading some weird stuff, you, you will have a good possibility to never get a virus on a Mac. Let's talk about some of the disadvantages. Uh, it may be difficult to transition for you if you've been a Windows user for many years. I've said that already, but it may be difficult for you. Uh, I've only had a very few people that I have encouraged and switched to Macs that said, look, I, I can't use this. I got to go back to Windows. And for some people, a Windows machine is what you need. Um, it's all about identifying your needs. And you don't need to get a huge, hugely powerful MacBook Pro. You can just settle with a MacBook or a regular uh, $999 MacBook Pro. And that should fulfill every need that you need uh, to fulfill for your computer needs. I said needs a lot there. That's 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 good and that's fun. So um, it may be a difficult transition. Let's talk about Excel and numbers for a second. Um, numbers is a very basic, well-designed spreadsheet program. That being said, it cannot 
or at least in my experience, somebody can prove me wrong on this, but it cannot do very complex stuff like Excel does. The, the algorithm, there are some algorithms and stuff that you can put into it, um, numbers and it can do it. But to me, Excel really has no equal. Excel is such a powerful program and I'm not a spreadsheet person uh, necessarily, but if you are, you know the power of Excel. And so I would, if you're a big Excel person, I would highly recommend you buy Office for Mac if you're going to switch to a Mac. Spend that extra money and get Excel in there. And then the major disadvantage that people would put up is say, uh, it, it costs too much. Macs cost too much. And that's just simply not true. Um, they cost a little more. You are going to pay a premium because it is a premium product. But in my experience, I would have bought three times more PCs over the past 11 years than I bought Macs. And to be honest, I could have kept using my last Mac uh, as long as I wanted to, if I really wanted to. I could have probably used it for eight years. I just wanted a new one. So my wife has still got that one in use. It's still humming right along. Um, the upgradability for a Mac is not necessarily as good as you would have for a PC. Uh, they make it very easy to upgrade your RAM, uh, but other than that, um, on a desktop, it, for, uh, for a desktop Mac, it's going to be hard to upgrade a graphics card. It's not, you're not going to have the upgradability that a, um, that a computer tower would have, like a desktop computer tower would have. So if that's a big thing for you, if you work a lot in video or if you play games, I know a lot of people that play games and stuff, you're going to want to um, maybe go the PC route. But Apple makes a, the Mac Pro is, is the most powerful computer that I've ever seen. And if you could play anything, any game, any kind of video on that computer, and it would, it would go right along with it. So um, if you have any questions about moving to a Mac, I wouldn't consider, I never want to consider myself a computer or a Mac expert. Um, but I've used them for a long time and I'm very, very nerdy. And I have a lot of cool things that I'm going to talk about on this podcast about Macs and about different utilities you can use. Uh, but if you have any questions, e email me. Uh, send me an email at chad.landman at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And you can uh, tweet uh, at us. You can tweet a response to us at Ministry Bits uh, on Twitter. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, and you can even post on our Facebook page at uh, facebook.com slash ministrybits, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, let's have a prayer uh, before we end the podcast. We're right at 30 minutes, and we will be uh, done for the day. Dear God in heaven, we, we thank you so much for this life that you've given us, and we thank you so much for the responsibility that you've given us as, as leaders in the church, as church workers, as ministers, youth ministers, to use these tools that we have to make uh, the message of your gospel penetrate that much more, Lord. Please help us to use this technology, but not necessarily lean on it, Lord. Help us to use it as a tool, but never to depend on it. Help us to... Make your message shine through it. Uh, help us to use everything at our disposal to make the gospel uh, available to everyone and all people. Thank you so much for the abilities and the talents that you have blessed all of us with. And we thank you so much for this day. And we thank you so much for Jesus dying on the cross to save us from our sins. It's in his name that we pray this prayer. Amen. We thank you so much for joining us today we thank you so much for subscribing you can subscribe on itunes we would really appreciate it and if you know what leave us a review on itunes if you love the show 
Leave us a review. If you don't love the show, email me. <laughs> don't leave a review if you don't love the show. And um, give us a five-star review on iTunes. That would actually really help us out. So we thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, make sure to communicate with us. We'd love to hear from you. And we've got some really great guests lined up. We look forward to maybe talking with Terry Gillum next week. If not, we may have somebody else, uh, according to all the different schedules and stuff. But thank you so much for tuning in, and God bless you and your ministries. Have a good day. <laughs>